This is the First Emmanuel Lutheran Church Podcast. For more information about us, who we are, or how to get connected, check us out online at filministries.org. Dear Christian friends, today we get to shift our focus from God's forgiveness to us, which we'll spend a little time on today, but then also to our sharing the words of forgiveness with those who have sinned against us. This past weekend, I had to fix a sink that was broken, so I was taking an old sink out, and, and it wasn't the sink, actually, the faucet, but I was taking that old faucet out, and in order to do that, you got to clear out everything under the cabinet. And as I went through there, I noticed there were cleaning supplies for everything. There's cleaning supplies for the floors and for the countertops, for the stove tops and, and for the oven. Cleaning for everything. And we love how things look when they're clean. We don't always like the cleaning part, but we like how it looks when our kitchen, our floors are immaculately clean. Cleaning is that theme as we talk about our sins being washed away, not with a cleanser and not with soap, but with the very blood of Jesus Christ, we are made clean. For forgiveness is the only stain cleaner for sin. There is no substitute. There is no alternative. Only forgiveness cleans the stain of sin. I have a picture on the screen of a young lad running through a big mud puddle. I don't know, maybe you remember those days when you were a kid and you weren't afraid to go out there and get all messy and muddy and sloppy. I remember a football practice where it was raining, but it wasn't lightning. And so the coach let us go out, and we had somewhat of an organized practice, and then it basically turned into a big slip and slide fest as we dove and slid and splashed and splattered our way through football practice. And I was covered kind of like that kid running through the mud. And I remember needing to be made clean. They didn't like us very much because the football pads went into the showers that day and I'm sure the the custodial staff didn't like us because we washed our pads and made them clean. Well, once in a while, uh, we know that we are broken sinners and we splatter that dirt and that ugliness of sin on ourselves because we disobey God's ways. It's almost a, a true disobedience of a child who disobeys a parent or a student who disobeys a teacher. And we splatter sin all over God's ways. We choose to follow the devil, the world, and our flesh instead of following God. And we learn in our Gospel lesson that sin isn't something just to be trifled with. It is a very serious thing. Did you hear how he described it um, when he was talking to them? He said, temptations to sin are sure to come, but woe to the one through whom they come. It would be better for him if a millstone were hung around his neck and he were cast into the sea than that he should cause one of these little ones to sin. Very strong words. We certainly are not to lead others to sin as Jesus is identifying here, but Clearly, he really doesn't like sin. Dare I say, he hates sin. Yet, as we look at this beautiful 
picture of Jesus. We know we disobey His commands. We disobey His will and His ways. And it is as if we are throwing mud in His face saying, Jesus, we don't care about what You think or how You want us to live. I'll do it My way instead. Some of us do it intentionally. Some of us may do it more accidentally. Where we sin, we don't mean it. Then we turn immediately to repent. But whether it is intentional or accidental, it is still sin that stains our souls. Yet Jesus came into the world for this exact reason. The, the world was sin. The world was broken. And he came to take the stain upon Himself so that He might take care of that stain. That He might wash it, cleanse it, and make it clean. For you and I, we are washed clean through the blood of the Lamb, Jesus Christ. We are forgiven through Him alone. There's a story about Robert the Bruce of Scotland. England was rather intimidated by him and they did not want him to accept the crown as King of Scotland. So they were trying to capture him. In doing so, they must have gone to his compound and they actually used his own hound dogs to track him, to find him, so that they could capture him, to keep him from taking control of Scotland. And the hounds were hot on Robert the Bruce's trail and all of a sudden, that Robert the Bruce and his companion came to a stream. They heard the baying of the dogs getting closer and closer. And the companion along with Robert the Bruce said, Sir, certainly they will come upon us soon. We will not be able to lose their trail. Robert the Bruce looked at him and said, Be at peace. He began to walk across the river. He began to walk through the water. And he, when he got to the other side, he went into the woods and hid. Well, the dogs continued their journey in their baying, and they got up to the river and they lost the scent of their master because the scent had been washed away by the flowing river. Robert the Bruce was safely across the river. The English urged the dogs to go after him, but the scent was lost because the water had washed it away. The stream washed away His scent. That stream is like Jesus' blood that washes away your sins and mine. The author, Lutzer, who put this illustration together, sums it up by saying this, The memory of our sins, prodded on by Satan, can be like those baying dogs. But a stream flows red with the blood of God's own Son. By grace through faith, we are safe. No sin hound can touch us. The trail is broken by the precious blood of Christ. Satan will pursue us. He'll remind us of our sin. And when we're doing even good and we're like, we haven't sinned, Satan will be like, I'm pursuing you. I want to capture you and have you follow my will my ways, yet our sin has been washed away through the beautiful bloodstream of Jesus. We hear those words that He spoke in general on the cross to the people who were around Him as if He were speaking them to us Himself when He spoke these words, 
Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. We hear those words as if spoken to us. The cleansing words we need. Father, forgive them. Father, forgive me for the sins I have committed. And we truly give thanks each and every day as Christians for the cleansing flood of Jesus' blood. The hounds cannot bother you anymore. Jesus has shed His blood that your sins might be washed away. So we know what Jesus does when someone sins. He desires to forgive them and wash away their sin. But what about you? What if someone sins against you again and again and again and bothers you with their anger or they disappoint you or they cheated against you or humiliated you or hurt you or used you or maybe they forgot about you? When people sin against you, what do you do with that sin? There's a story that a man tells one day he was chatting with one of his friends and he says, yeah, every time I get into an argument with my wife, she gets all historical on me. And the friend butts in and says, do you, do you really mean hysterical? And the other guy goes, no, he really, she gets historical with me. When I sin against her, she brings up everything I've done in the past. Are you historical about recording the sins of those that are against you? Do you keep that record so you can keep bringing it back up and tossing it into the faces of those who have sinned against you? Or do you follow the model of Jesus who says, Father, forgive them? Jesus instructs us in Luke chapter 17 to forgive in this way. He says, if your brother sins, rebuke him. So it's okay if they're doing something wrong. You can stop and say, that is inappropriate. That is against God's plan for you. Rebuke him. And if he repents, forgive him. And if he sins against you seven times in the day and turns to you seven times saying, I repent, you must forgive him. We're not called to be historical, remembering the sins of the past that people have, have committed against us. Instead, we are to be continuous forgivers. We are to remind people of the forgiveness they have through Christ. And we are also supposed to speak those comforting words of forgiveness to them. But it's so much harder when the sin is splattered on you. It's so hard to be like Jesus. And yet we're called to wash it away. Make it disappear. Forgive them. And don't bring it up again. For Jesus spoke those words, Father, forgive them. How beautiful are the words when you speak these words to one another. I forgive you. It's a language we don't use very often in our relationships. It almost feels awkward uh, when we say, I forgive you. But it's so important, the cleansing and the healing that can happen through those powerful words, the humility that can be felt, the, the comfort of one who is being forgiven can be truly overwhelming. I forgive you. Paul wrote it this way in his letter to the Colossians. Put on then as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience. 
bearing with one another. And if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other. As the Lord has forgiven you, so you also must forgive. Sounds like the Lord's Prayer, doesn't it? Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And Jesus here is saying, forgive each other as the Lord has forgiven you. Not keeping a historical record of past faults and failures, but instead living in the present and offering forgiveness, words of hope, words that speak life and encouragement to one another. Your words help others feel clean, washed from their sins, absolved of their sins. By the way, when someone forgives you, is that a powerful motivator for the one who has sinned to treat that person with even more honor and respect in the future? Now sometimes forgiveness isn't always accepted the way we want it to be accepted, and people still are grumpy or crabby. They probably haven't repented over that sin yet. But there's also a healing power for you when you forgive. One clinical psychologist actually says that the act of cleaning can actually make you feel better. Now this is not theological. This is you going back to your house later today and washing the floor, doing the dishes. They actually say it's healthy to use cleaning to clear your mind, gain perspective, and take a break from your worries. But it shouldn't be used to hide from the problems. It's actually healthy for you to do the cleaning. And by the way, it's a win-win, isn't it? You feel better, and the counter's clean, and the lawn is mowed, and the dishes are no longer on the counter anymore. It's a win-win. So cleaning benefits the family, but it also benefits you. So too with forgiveness. The only stain cleaner for sin. When someone sins against you, the stain of sin is removed when you forgive them. And so is your stain of anger and bitterness against them. So when, when their sins are forgiven and the burden of the anger and the frustration that you have felt with them through that power of forgiveness is also lifted from you. Philip Yancey in his book, What's So Amazing About Grace, describes forgiveness in this way and how it helps the one who even does the forgiving. At last I understood in the final analysis, forgiveness is an act of faith. By forgiving another, I am trusting that God is a better justice maker than I am. By forgiving, I release my own right to get even and leave all issues of fairness for God to work out. I leave in God's hands the scales that must balance justice and mercy. When you forgive, you leave it in God's hands. You leave it behind. It's not about you anymore. It cleanses you from that responsibility, which isn't yours anyway, to be vindictive or judgmental towards others. Instead, God takes that burden. It's removed from you. So instead of holding that grudge and bearing that grudge, we forgive. As Paul describes in Ephesians, we are to be kind to one another, tender hearted, forgiving one another, as God in Christ Jesus forgave you. So who needs to hear words of forgiveness? 
I know I do. There are probably people in your life that need to hear words of forgiveness to be tender-hearted and forgive each other as God has forgiven you through the blood of the Lamb, Jesus. And we truly do give thanks for the cleansing flood of Jesus' blood. The flood that washes our sins downstream. The scent of our sin is forgotten. It is washed. It is cleaned up through the blood of the Lamb, Jesus Christ. We are blessed to be cleansed through the flood of Jesus' blood. For through it, we are both forgiven and made clean through Jesus. Amen. Thanks for listening. If you want to learn more about First Emmanuel Lutheran Church, visit filministries.org. Have a good day, and God bless.